0: hello and welcome to episode 225 of constructing comics a podcast building stories one page in one panel at a time on this episode we have a review of snake eyes gi joe origins coming to theaters on july 23rd 2021 this is matt and i'm joined by constructing comics co-host noah hey there so this is a light spoiler alert for the movie as it's not been officially released to theaters yet. So we're going to stay away from like key plot points, twists, reveals and the such. Um, but we'll discuss the movie and give our opinions. Um, and as, as we get rolling, uh, Noah, as we normally do, let's, uh, let's start off with initial thoughts uh, by you.
1: Um, I, I don't think I was bored by the movie per se. I wouldn't say it's bad either. I just didn't like it very much. I think in in the end. Um, Yeah. That's sort of my, my general thoughts on the movie. I I don't think it's like the worst movie ever made, but I I also have some issues with it, I think, but there were good moments. And I was trying to keep track of those last night while I was watching it. But yeah. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was uh, obviously I don't think it was a, a great movie. It was entertaining um i feel like it was more of just a traditional sort of like uh hero's tale sort of you know with a lot of the uh the tropes that you would see in, in a samurai movie and then had mm. some gi joe stuff like shoehorned into it uh, yeah. to sort of make it fit so um it would be it would be interesting if it was if it was just sort of a movie about like a, a young man coming to coming to age dealing with sort of um revenge issues uh you know trust issues taking tests and, and stuff like that um I, I wonder what people would have felt about it without sort of the the connection to to gi joe
1: yeah because they don't do a good job in this movie i think right off the bat i'll say they don't do a good job of integrating the gi joe stuff into this film like it seems like it's at battle with itself the whole time between this like gritty reboot uh, idea you know like where it's trying to be this uh samurai film right like you said so it's kind of like it's very similar in a lot of ways to something like uh like the 2013 wolverine movie where he goes to japan Mm -hmm. and it's also very similar to batman begins like the first half like the training half of that movie and very similar in tone too and like trying to be very serious and take itself very seriously and set up this sort of like I'll, I'll, you know, set up stuff with snake eyes, but also set up stuff with like this rivalry between them, him and storm shadow. Mm-hmm. And it's like a very serious approach. And it just sort of feels like tonally dissident when they start introducing things like, like I, 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 one prediction was right. And this is again, a light spoiler, but they didn't introduce any GI Joe characters until exactly halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. Like on the point, like, All of a sudden, they start integrating G.I. Joe stuff. And the thing is, is that up until that point, we hadn't seen anything really that high tech or that, like, you know, that reminiscent of anything G.I. Joe. Like, there weren't any cool vehicles. There weren't any, like, there really wasn't, like, really imaginative action sequences or anything like that. And then all of a sudden, they introduce all this G.I. Joe stuff and it just starts to battle with this, like, self serious martial arts uh samurai film that they're going for um yeah that was sort of my main issue with it is just sort of wish they would committed to one or the other you know or, or or woven in the elements of gi joe better into the story again like the movies i mentioned with like batman begins in the wolverine mm-hmm. those movies sort of do a better job of weaving in the elements of the characters into it so you have like you know when Batman begins like it's very much so like weaving in Batman stuff like you know with Ra's al Ghul training him and Ducard and stuff like that and there's like this comic book element to this like very seriously taken thing and then like even in the Wolverine they do a good job of weaving in the mutant stuff and even the high-tech stuff that comes in later in the film but this movie just seems to be like it crosses a threshold and it's like bam G.I. Joe like there's no there's no transition, like subtle transition, that I noticed into mm-hmm. the GI Joe elements. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking about it. Um, and it, you're right. It's almost like uh, you know we saw it. It was like an eight o'clock sort of start time, and about it's it was roughly like a two hour movie, and about nine o'clock is where we sort of get the cut scene where we get Scarlet introduced, um, and then we find out that there's sort of this high tech sort of Monitoring station that they have in, in the temple, so that's really the point where it was like a tonal shift, where it was like now it's now it's a Snake Eyes martial arts movie and a GI Joe movie, where the first half was 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 a martial arts movie.
1: Yeah, and um, I I think the one thing I noticed as we were going in, and I think I pointed it out to you, is I was like there are no kids in the audience, right? Mm-hmm. like there were no kids at that showing like it was all a bunch of guys like us or like you know women as well like you know all around our age like you know and end up yeah and um that was something that i kept in mind throughout the film is that i felt like with how serious the first half of the movie is i kept asking myself i'm like like i don't know if like would a 10 year old who's into like GI Joe you know that kind of thing like you know and like the action figures and stuff like that like would they be really into this sort of like very self-serious samurai film when they were coming in, hoping for like a GI Joe movie. Um, And I kind of kept that in mind throughout the whole film that I don't really feel like this is a, I don't know. Like, I think it's like too gritty to be like, like, and it it has no fun to it either. Like it's not a very fun movie, like at like, or like a playful movie, Mm -hmm. like you'd kind of hope for in a movie about like a toy line you know, uh, it's very self-serious and it it kind of reminds me of a Zack Snyder film in that way with like just how dour it is at times. And I'm just like, like, this is a, this is a show. This is a movie with GI Joe in the title. Like, did they know that, you know, going in like there, there was some weird, weird stuff there. And, um, yeah. Yeah. what, What did you think of that?
0: Yeah, I actually, I, as you were talking, I was thinking about the the first hour, the where we had a lot of the the martial arts action, and um, you know, even though it was there, there was a lot of fighting, and there was a lot of you know sword fights, and, and and you know people getting shot, there wasn't a lot of sort of like blood spatter, or you know, you never really saw anything make contact with with anybody. So while it was really violent and you know a lot of action there wasn't a there wasn't a lot of um there wasn't a lot of gore or or like bloodshed in it um which was which was i probably a decision that they could probably try to keep it in that pg-13 range that if they wanted to have kids there they they would be able to yeah i think that that's sort of the
1: saving grace of the film um but even then like i uh the action is sort of um like i wouldn't like write home about it i don't think like it was okay like i don't Mm -hmm. think it was anything spectacular even after watching black widow you know recently where i i I think that movie had pretty great action sequences in there but that might have been because they had better character work in that film
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um Yeah, like, I I still wasn't, like, ever, like, getting out of an action scene. Like, I never felt like, like, uh, like, it was never, like, a visceral experience where, like, I got out. I was like, oh, whoa, man, that was a ride, you know? It seems very, like, it feels very, like, soft core action, basically. Like, for how much there is in it and for how serious the movie takes it is, it is like, I don't know, the action just seems to be afraid to make it like thrilling or anything like that at at times.
0: Yeah. I mean, they did the classic sort of, you know, two heroes get circled up by, you know, a bunch of baddies and each baddie comes in individually and, you know, they they fight, whereas, you know, there's always sort of like, you always think about it. Like if all those guys came in at the same time, (laughs) this, this would be (laughs) over, but they all individually come in and take their turns. Um, There was a lot of (laughs) posing, like, um, you know they would they would hit somebody and they would pose and sort of take a couple of seconds and i'm thinking like uh how they handle sort of some of the violence in like daredevil where the guys would like hit each other and get tired and they would sort of like huff and puff and like get their get their breath back together but this is sort of like strike 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 pose wait look cool have the camera move around which is which is fun to see um so it was almost if you think, well, I'm trying to think if it's, it was almost sort of like uh, cartoony in in a way like to, to have like a live action, but almost sort of like keep it cartoony in a way. Um, I don't know yeah. if that makes a lot of sense.
1: No, it does And I was going to bring up the posing too. Cause that was one of the things I enjoyed was the posing. I just wish there was more of that in the movie. Like it definitely felt like these guys were invincible. Like nothing could touch them. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like uh, it, it happens multiple times in the film where, yeah, you said it, like they get circled up by people, but like never get touched. Like, it's just like, Oh, they're just going to kill through, you know, just kill all these guys. Yeah. And obviously like they do get injured at key moments and it is sort of important at sometimes when certain characters get injured, but it seems almost like oblig- obligatory that they get injured. You're never really scared for their lives ever in the movie. Um, yeah. But I, But I I like you pointing out with the action, though, because I I still feel like, though, like there's just this disconnect from like the story line of it all, like where like how serious it takes itself. And I just sort of wish maybe the I wish sort of some Marvel humor had been injected more into the actual story itself, because I don't really remember ever like laughing at all, like during the film, like I don't ever like remember there being anything where I was like, oh, that's funny you know, like any kind of witty dialogue or playfulness between characters. Um, Maybe there's the one scene where the first challenge, I guess, maybe has some funny things between two characters. Um, But there's just not like, I don't know, like it it feels very flat, like uh, in in its like dialogue and, and character work
0: i I think the the one part where they tried to inject a little bit of levity and it was uh the yo yojo line when um snake eyes comes out and and he sees scarlet for i think maybe the first time or he hasn't seen her in a while and he doesn't he sort of like say yojo to her or something yeah, like I just
1: that felt like that was pitiful. <laughs> like i didn't like i laughed at just how pitiful of a of a uh well, like, again, like, I think that line is actually a, a perfect example of, like, what I'm talking about, though, because, like, he kind of says it under his breath, almost like the movie's embarrassed that mm-hmm. it's G.I. Joe, like, he's yeah. like no, Joe, that kind of thing. And it's like, um, we don't want to acknowledge that this is based on a toy line. I'm like, oh, just go for it. You know, like embrace the zaniness of being based off of these like, you know, this like Reagan era, you know, like all-American uh, toy line, you know? Like, I-, I just sort of wanted to see that, I guess, more than anything. Um, and-, and it done well. Like, I think it can be done well, you know? Like, I think mm-hmm. you can... Uh, I think with things like, w- w- like what we have with, like, the Lego movie and stuff like that, like, if you could inject humor like that into a G.I. Joe film, I think it would be awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh. Yeah, like that That line is a perfect example. And then the next line after that was another like perfect example of how I feel this movie does it. So like there's a, there's that line. And then like maybe a minute later, um, Baroness drops the PG-13 F word in the film.
0: Yeah, the one that you're allowed to get the away with. The one
1: you're with. allowed to do it. And I just sort of was like, again, I was like, this is a GI Joe movie. That's the thing where I was like, this is so weird (laughs) kind of thing. Like, it's like, we're embarrassed to say yo Joe. And we're also embarrassed to like, not, not embarrassed, but like, we're like, yeah, F word in a GI Joe movie, that kind of thing. Like, I I don't know. Um, Yeah. yeah, But um, moving on from that, I guess uh, talk about um, the characters. So like, what did you think of Henry Golding as snake eyes?
0: I, I thought I thought he did well. Um, he was certainly um, uh, he certainly fit the role. Like he uh, he had a it seemed like he had a he had a lot of confidence, but he also like you know he he played with doubt at times. So I thought he handled that well. Like he he certainly was um, you know confident with himself in battle. Um, but some of those sort of tests that he had to take that showed that he wasn't sort of a complete sort of, you know, total badass and was going to sort of roll through everything all the time. Like he, he did have some doubts. He did have some things that he had trouble with. So I thought he did really well. Um, and they did some interesting things where he, you know, he was looking for... Um, revenge for the whole movie and there was a couple of key points where they make him sort of make a decision that could be really drastic like taking somebody's life and they sort of like drew those moments out um they did it like two or three times and i thought that was too many times because you're like yeah he's he's we know he's not going to do it you know we've already seen him um so i i thought he did i thought he did really well um yeah. So, yeah. But what? What about you? I thought I agree with
1: everything you said, but I can't get past his awful American accent. Um, like there were just times where he was just slipping in and out of being British and American at times, and um, maybe that's because I've seen him in other movies. I know he's British, okay. But I could definitely hear it. Um, and there was one moment that really struck me funny because he made some kind of comment to uh. I can't remember her name, but the other, the, the, the bodyguard, like sort of like the, like advisor, the head of security and yeah. security. And, um, and I, it was like a really, like he, he delivered it fine, but again, like he slipped into his British accent right at the end and her response to like, whatever he said was like, Oh, how American of you. And I thought that was funny ironically because of his like awful, like his British accent coming out in there and everything. Mm-hmm. And I actually looked it up today And there are no American actors uh, in speaking roles, like major speaking roles in this film. Uh, Like no, like, and I I like you make of that what you will. I just thought it was interesting. Like that, like even Scarlet's played by an Australian actor. Snake Eyes is British. Um, Storm Shadow was British Japanese, you know, a lot of like no one native to America. It was all like almost like an international cast, which I thought was really cool. Um, but in the same time I'm kind of like uh, I'm kind of like that doesn't really fit with G.I. Joe again like you, you can be like multi-ethnic but it's mm-hmm. sort of like weird to be like G.I. Joe you think all American hero and it's like no American actors in speaking roles um, yeah
0: so one of the other you know main characters is is, is Tommy through this uh, yeah. you know we were introduced to Tommy early on and he's sort of on a undercover mission of his own, and then there's some some intrigue, and then we get a reveal later that he's he's, um, you know, much more and not not, but he's got like a higher he's got higher stakes than than what we thought earlier, um, and I thought he, he did pretty well. I think um, you know, a difficulty in this movie is is anybody who knows. G.I. Joe and those of mythology knew that a, you know, an evil turn was coming. So um, I don't know, and not necessarily that it affected his performance, but like just knowing that, that it was coming. Um, and they, you know, they, they had the, the cheeky um, where the, the head of security is like, this is the look that you give, you know, it's the shadow <laughs> yeah. before the storm. And yeah. like, um so I, I think I think he did well um, uh, in with us knowing well if you went if you knew the mythology you knew the backstory knowing um, he did he did pretty well it sort of like you know the brooding sort of through the middle of the movie picks up and and you know towards the end um, his his actions more show us that that, that this turn is, is coming so I, I thought he I thought he did pretty well considering it's kind of like playing darth vader or anakin skywalker you know the we all kind of know what's coming so it sort of hampers the performance a little bit
1: yeah i would say that um that was probably the best part of my favorite part of the movie story wise was his and snake eyes rivalry and how it grew Mm -hmm. and sort of where we uh how we get to the place where like it sets up their rivalry is really great i think There's just one part at the end that I think is a little vague as to why something happens. And it's never really established, like firmly established, like, you know, if this happens, then this will happen. So we get why Tommy hates snake eyes pretty clearly, like throughout the movie, like it does a really good job of building their inevitable rivalry at the end of the film, but sort of where Tommy ends up, like, geographically but also as a character really doesn't make sense to me like it makes sense because they explain it to you really fast like oh no, this is why it's you know like this is why he's going to be storm shadow now mm-hmm. but it's still sort of like a little week i thought at the end where i was like i, I kind of would have liked maybe a little more setup earlier on about like what was on the line for his character and sort of what uh what he had to do to lose everything I don't feel like they established that well enough, but at the same time, I think the best performance in this movie is by the actor who plays storm shadow. And also like, you know, he's he, I found there are more moments with him striking iconic, like storm shadow poses than there were even like Henry Golding striking snake eyes, like poses like storm shadow gets a lot of cool moments with two swords and things like that. And, um, I really like that. And, uh, yeah, I, I I would like a sequel just to see this guy come back and play storm shadow basically, you know?
0: Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, let's turn to, to some of our our female characters. Um, we have, we have Scarlett, um, major O'Hara who we, we meet, uh, in the middle of the movie. Um, I felt like she was handled maybe, maybe the worst of any of the characters here. Um, she should have been a very capable level-headed strategic soldier and she was not and i mean she was she was definitely a capable physical soldier at times uh, most of the time actually but just sort of like um just some of the uh the decision making that she made or just sort of the the i don't know if they're necessary tactical blunders but she she certainly um and not to spoil it but she makes a very unlikely alliance in the middle of the or sort of in the middle of the end climax fight and you're kind of like it takes you out of it for a little bit because you're like why 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 would she do that and then obviously it doesn't go well for her and then yeah, so I just thought, like, it didn't really, it, it, it didn't really handle her well. And I don't know if her showing up earlier, or just sort of not making that decision that she made, um, would have made her a better character, because thankfully, she wasn't a damsel in distress, you know, that had to be saved all the time. She was certainly, um, you know, in the battle, uh, taking care of her, taking care of her business, but I didn't think that she was handled too well.
1: She was a damsel set at that point where she makes the decision. Um, and so maybe that's sort of like, they did a good, they did a decent job justifying why that there was a a choice that had to be made. But again, it's like, there was a, like we were, the screening we show, we watched Henry Golding came on before, like they did a short video and he was like, this movie is for the fans. And then it's like that decision at the end is like, this doesn't feel like it's for the fans, that kind yeah. of thing. Like when you do something like that and how they treat, it. and it's sort of like you want how, like I, I think if they're trying to build like a cinematic universe with GI Joes or whatever, you know, um, I find that hard to be like, believe that that'll actually happen, you know, but you kind of, if you're, if you're a fan of these characters, you want to see them get their, like, you know, not be shoehorned into another movie. Right. You know, like, and Scarlett's not like a side character. She's a major Joe. Right. Mm-hmm. And that she's just so jammed into this film is kind of, and it has to be not like offensive, but kind of upsetting. I'm guessing it to people who are longtime fans of this character, you know, who's like, who love the character, have grown up with the character and think she's really cool to have her just be this like unnecessary thing in this movie like she's just an easter egg basically is what she's sort of you know it is in this movie basically like she's not a she doesn't contribute to the story at all she's just there and i think that's got to be frustrating for people who are fans of the character and fans of gi joe and i would say that the other major joe female character that they introduced baroness is the same way like there's just you know uh but yeah but well yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean my uh I I agree. Um the the Baroness uh I feel like maybe she showed up like two thirds of the way through the through the movie.
1: No, it was, it's like it was like right before right before Scarlet shows up. Oh, okay, yeah. She shows up. Yeah.
0: And uh she's definitely um, you know, wheeling and dealing and, and striking deals, but it's sort of like uh that there's no honor among thieves and you know it doesn't really go uh according to to plan um for her um yeah uh, i they did some some cool things with the look but like they didn't quite nail it i know that you had some issues with sort of the the glasses that she wore they were they're not really like they're just glasses that's
1: that's the thing that like really like burned me where i was like that like like her her glasses like the action figure have like tactical stuff on them right mm-hmm. like you know like she can use them like as a computer and things they're just glasses that's yeah. all they were in this movie it was sort of like what
0: yeah.
1: um i mean scarlet got like uh her bow like her her um crossbow which yeah. is pretty cool like but like baroness didn't get anything like she was just in this like knock-off black widow jumpsuit and glasses that's all she got mm-hmm. and um that's a bit frustrating uh again like it's just so much potential like what you could do with the character and i kind of almost wish um and i like this character though like i don't i don't i don't like that she's i don't i don't hate that she's in the movie but i kind of wish that the advisor character was one of them like either the baroness or or scarlet like swapped out and then had they had one of those two in the movie the whole time Mm -hmm. and you could have this person that you could suspect to be like manipulating things and uh since we're i can't remember the the character's name but uh the advisor character is sort of like the strategic advisor of the family um
0: Oh yeah. Um, I'm drawing a blank on, on the name uh, as well.
1: Akiko is her name. That's the character's name. Uh, Akiko. uh, I feel like um, there was a lot of time devoted to her and Snake Eyes relationship, which seems to be sort of where they wanted the series to go. But I think it would have been cool to have seen. I felt at times like it took away from Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow's relationship. Like they're the Snake Eyes and Akiko talking i kind of wish that that like rivalry had been built a little bit more with storm shadow and snake eyes and then maybe had like a baroness or scarlet in that role sort of maybe introducing the gi joe and kilber stuff a little more naturally that's just a thought yeah
0: Yeah. awesome well um all right so you did let's um i i guess it's kind of hard to do predictions but uh do you have uh any predictions uh the the way they ended the movie they certainly um alluded to what you know would be the next story um i guess we probably won't talk about that that too much but i guess if you're a a snake snake eyes and gi joe storm shadow fan you could probably figure out what's what's coming um so, do you, do you think there'll be a, a sequel? Um,
1: I kind of hope so, just because, like, I, I I've talked a lot of crap about the movie, but I never, like, you know, I would like for someone to come along and do a better movie with this cast. You know, I I would really like to see a better GI Joe film because, like, I I don't really have a problem with the casting. I would love mm-hmm. to see these guys be in a more and like, you know, in another GI Joe film. So. I think it's if I say yes, I'd be hopeful, but like at the same time, I just sort of feel like with how little this movie's been marketed and things that like I'm afraid that people aren't gonna go see it. Um, so if you want more GI Joe, I'd say go see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think?
0: Um. Yeah i I'm just trying to think like. Uh, I I kind of feel like there'll be another one because those those other gi joe movies weren't great and they tried it three four times so the, i i, I yeah. think they'll try it again um so and maybe we'll get a little bit more of an expansion of the uh the gi joe world and the in the second one if there is one
1: you think they'll do another standalone like with another character do you think they'll do like a duke movie or something like that
0: uh that would be interesting um trying to trying to yeah um yeah that would i guess maybe i mean they have some things they have to 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 tie up here if they do a do another one but would you sort of interrupt it and do a, a another story and then say like three is like you know going back to some of the snake eye stuff
1: yeah i wonder if they did that or if they tried to do like their own cinematic universe and like say in two years you get a snake eyes and a duke movie or something like that you know
0: well um, you you know that cobra commander used to be like a, a used car dealer so do, do you want a really? story about like a, a used car <laughs> dealer who like gets fed up and makes his own sort of uh international terrorist organization
1: yeah and i want joaquin phoenix to play him that's what i want todd phillips to direct that movie yeah yeah totally yeah. all right well yeah
0: i know the executives who do we know who made this movie uh skydance paramount skydance yeah Yeah. well we know they're listening so they're probably jotting down notes right now. they're jotting it down they're like yeah use car dealer cobra commander uh terrorist organization yeah i know
1: we're going a little bit long but um uh who would you like to see play like duke or, or like what, what what's what's the gi joe film you i guess you would like to see like who would you like to get a standalone film because you're more of the gi joe fan than i am
0: um i'm trying to you know maybe flint uh or so i who who would play flint um uh maybe um justin through joe from the from the leftovers if he could nice. uh he 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 could he could do that. I'd like to see that. I'd watch that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. do you do you have one? Do you have a casting of a of a
1: Joe? Um uh we found out last night that uh Rocky was almost a G.I. Joe, so I, I wanna see a Rocky movie just set in the G.I. Joe universe. <laughs> and <laughs> Sylvester Stallone comes back and
0: plays him again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's do a uh, let's do a, a rating. Uh, one out of okay. ten. Um, what what would what would what, what would you give it? Um, I'll give it a five out of ten.
1: I would say, yeah, like right down the middle. What about you?
0: Yeah, I was leaning towards the the six six and a half. Um, just uh, I mean, it it the movie doesn't take itself that serious. You know, it's 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 a good fun time popcorn movie. They weren't trying to you know revolutionize movie storytelling so I, if we're not taking yourself too serious it was it was fun so i was thinking in this in the six six and a half
1: yeah that's a good that's a good rating i think
0: yeah cool all right so um yeah so that that's gonna do it um i, I will mention the modern mythology kickstarter uh, we are in the last hours of that so uh, if you're listening to this soon after the release date uh, check it out but if it's a few days after we record this it'll probably too late be too late but uh, i'm gonna have a link to the to that kickstarter in the show notes if you want to follow the podcast on social media we're on twitter at construct instagram is constructing comics pod and facebook is constructing comics i'd like to thank everybody for listening uh please be safe be nice to each other and don't steal any sun gems out of a temple